CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Okay, episode 39. Today we're going to rehash all of the quarterfinal workouts and that whole experience and sort of just revisit everything that happened um, a couple of weekends ago. Last weekend. Yeah, this one. Depends when you hear this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. Was it all you wanted it to be? I think so. Okay. But that's what I wanted it to be this go around was so much different than what I wanted it to be years ago right do you wish years ago when you did it it was the process was this way um because it wasn't this way this is new this is brand new as in like not one workout a week and instead just get all the workouts and do them like that or just I guess in sort of like the qualifying ways because there was never a quarterfinals it was you either your went top. to regionals or you didn't go to regionals yeah end. um i actually kind of really like the sequence the way that it went this year like i think the tests in the open were pretty awesome and you know as much as we like opportunities like muscle-ups to come where people might get their first muscle-up like they mm-hmm. had that opportunity with the pull-ups mm-hmm. and then it tested heavy weight with the lift the complex yeah, I think it was well-rounded for what it needed to be. And then once you got into these quarterfinal workouts, it tested the things that, like, if you're going to make it to the next level, these are the things you have to do. Mm-hmm. So I think just with the, in regards to like the levels, I think you're a pretty good test for that. But do you wish it was like that back in like 2013, 14, 15, when you were deep into this? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard answer. It's a hard question. It's hard to say because things are so different. There wasn't this many people back then either you know there was maybe like a thousand women in canada west and that's all i had to compete against versus right. six thousand in all of north america yeah in this quarterfinals yeah. for example mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so no i don't actually it was very stressful before but i yeah. mean this could be equally as stressful too if right. you're actually trying to make it coming from a different point of view towards it um, let's just go back to the open. What was required of you in the open to make it to quarterfinals? Just in case people don't know. You had to be in the top 10% of the continent. So top 10% in North America. And so they figured that was about 6,000 women. So that's neat. That's neat. And I actually didn't filter the leaderboard to see where I stood in terms of Canada. I probably should have before we started this, but I don't care. Oh, well. So yeah. <laughs> It's interesting how like you went from like caring like eat sleep breathe crossfit games to now it's like i don't care i don't even follow them on social media like the crossfit games athletes like when i decided to retire i i axed that entirely off of everything i maybe kept like one or two people around because i actually enjoy watching mm-hmm. their stuff but like i am so uninvested in it and it feels so freeing when something that is also consuming like it was mm-hmm. and then you just get rid of it yeah not get rid of it but and like that's crossfit as a sport not crossfit yeah. as a means to exactly. improve your health because and that's well-being. still a large part of my life yes obviously yeah i would never go back to doing anything else mm-hmm. um but yeah just as a sport 
you know, I don't, like recreationally, I can keep up with that. The occasional, that's fun here and there. Yep. Nobody ever wants to be my partner or anything, but. <laughs> I'm your partner. I, I, I know, I just always have partner. to fight for somebody to be my partner. <laughs> it's intimidating. You compete in the quarterfinals. Ooh. <laughs> um, okay, so you have five events. Let's start with event one. You did that Thursday night. Yeah, so that was handstand push-ups, both kinds, and double-unders, and then you had some your moderately challenging loaded dumbbell hang park cleans at 35. And some shoulder to overhead in the oh, second Oh, yeah, in the second one. Yeah, um, actually, like, looking at this workout, I really like it. And I, But when it came out, I was like, oh, man, my strict handstand push-ups, like, three weeks ago, I couldn't even do one. Like, just, mm -hmm. and I was also doing them to the ab mat, you know, just, yeah. that hasn't been a focal point of mine. So I was kind of bummed in a way that like I knew I wouldn't be able to do that workout as it was intended, which that's another conversation, yeah, right? Yeah, we have this conversation. We'll circle back to so that. So I slugged my way through that one and actually surprised myself with what I did achieve. Like I didn't think I was going to finish the first three rounds just based on the last couple of weeks of how my handstand pushups have gone. But I, I think I did like eight in the first set. Mm -hmm. Like I was pumped about that. And my double unders were unbroken. Also another, yeah, I was just, that part was really good. And then when I, so I finished the first three and then I go to kick up for the first set of kipping ones. And like in my brain, I'm like, I hope you remember how to do this. But then it just felt effortlessly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoyed that one. You did like it? And actually like midway through that workout, because that was the first workout and there was a small group gathered to watch me. That was like, when I really kind of clued into how this weekend was going to go for me and what I wanted to get out of it. And I know that when I finished the workout and I turned around to those people and I was like, as a first time in all six or seven years that I've done this, that I legitimately heard the crowd or the people like cheering for me. And, you know, I'm kicking up, doing a couple of handstand pushups and coming down and kicking back up. And so like, as I would kick down, I'm just kind of standing the rest of my arms, you know, I'm just kind of basking in that. And yeah. usually that's something that, in the last event, you kind of take it all in. Yeah, but it was just a cool moment because I was like, it's taking me this long to finally actually hear that stuff. And it's just because I'm not as zoned in and mm -hmm. as serious as I used to be. So that was a powerful moment for me. You said that you kind of like had this understanding of like why you're doing this. Like what was your kind of it Let's was for them. Your why, yeah, it was, like your why or like what you're getting out of this. It was for the members. Like I was, because <laughs> I did not want to do this. You know, I just, maybe like half of me wanted to do it just because I had the opportunity to do it. But like, I knew how bad I was going to feel come Monday or Sunday even. Like I knew my legs are going to be sore and my abs are going to be crazy sore. And you know, you have those conversations with yourself. Like, is it worth it? But like, as I'm listening to them cheer and everything, that's when it became worth it for me. I was like, yeah, a lot of these people haven't, they weren't around when no. I was going through that. And some of them were, you know? And so just everybody's always been so supportive of anything that I've done. Even like it was when it was refereeing or whatever, like yeah. I, these guys have always been so supportive. So I owed it to them. That was kind of what I got out of that moment. Um, and then Friday morning rolled around. Ooh, number two. Friday morning. That one was hard. So, GHD sit-ups, rope climbs, pistols. 66, 
60 and then 55, 50, 40. I, and I thought it ended after the 40s, but nope, there was 30s. Yeah. And so I think I said to you before we started, I'll be lucky if I finish, like it'll take me 10 minutes to finish the first 60. Yeah. And I had a 20 minute time cap. And I also haven't done that high volume of GHD sit-ups. Like I've been doing sets of like five at most, like 10 in my workouts here and there once a week, Never mind 150 or 200 of them. And pistols too. Also like I have, yeah. And rope guns, like two yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, that workout went pretty well. was like, whoa. But yeah, then I got on the GHD and started flying. I did 30 right away. I'm, I'm like feeling awesome. And then as I'm doing this, I'm like, this is a bad idea. What are you doing? <laughs> you get caught in the moment though. But hey, then I got rope runs done. I chipped my way through pistols. And then I started, I think I started into the 40s. Yeah. And then the time cap went and I was like, this is awesome. Did you say that to yourself? later that no. day and the next day and even no even during the workout because you get off the jhd and you go to the rope climbs yeah. and to try and tuck your legs in a rope like in yeah, that yeah. type of climb my hip flexors were so shot and i couldn't get my knees up as high as i normally would yeah. you know in practice it's taking me one one and a half to get to the top and here it's yeah. taking me like two and a half it was interesting when i was commentating because we have a lot of members who've never rope climbed before and they don't understand because immediately you think rope climb you think arm strength but yeah. it's like no yeah. It, it's a lot of legs and like you said a lot of hip flexion and yeah and it surprised me i i don't know why i didn't expect that but i, I got up once and i come down and i was like oh yeah. <laughs> let's adjust the plan here <laughs> yeah it did it looked super uncomfortable i'm not gonna it was lie. like more so after but not even like your movement looks super uncomfortable just like watching it take over your face it's <laughs> like it yeah it did not look enjoyable. The last time there's, so I've only ever done like high volume GHDs like that twice. Oh yes. Once at regionals in Portland and it also had 275 pound deadlifts for seven reps tied with it. So that was like my That's one like rep max at the time. Right yeah, there. It was an Literally. awful workout. I think I was the last to finish on that workout. Um, and it also had an air run with it. And my buddy Whitney Darchek from PA, she was just, beating the crap out of me because she's a good runner and a good deadlifter too but anyways so that time i forgot how many jsg setups there were but then when i first started crossfit yes please share this story because i referenced it in our video so i always anytime that jsg setups come up in our class workouts i usually bring this story up or it's always in the back of my mind as i'm like giving scaling options and trying to get the seriousness of this movement across for everybody but we're all familiar with the workout Annie, which is 50 down to 10 of sit-ups and um, 50 down to 10 of double-unders. And when I was like 19, 20 years old, and you think you're the fittest little hot shit there is. Invincible. <laughs> yeah, invincible. Um, and I went to Crossroad Regina because I was training with their team. I was part of their team for the first regionals that there was. And I was like, oh, I've never been on GHD sit-up before, so I'm gonna go and do Annie, but with GHD sit-ups. Like, did you choose that on your own? Yeah, like, like I did just it. thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I, I did our like team workouts and then I was like, hey guys, I wanna do this workout. Does anyone join me? And they were all like, no, that is the dumbest idea. I'm like, cool, I'm gonna do it by myself then. Did you have your CrossFit level one at that time? Yeah. Okay, okay just continue. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. All right. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe not. Uh, this would have been in the summer and I would have gotten in the oh, fall. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I'll circle back to that in a minute. All right, keep so going. So then I hop on and I'm, I'm repping out 150 JSG sit-ups. I'm like, you don't think anything of it in the time. Because yeah. at, at that time, it's not that hard. Yeah. But when it hits you the next day and you have this gigantic belly like you're pregnant and you are so full of fluid and you realize you're like, what the heck is going on with me? And like I had done my research of CrossFit prior to yes. – you know, so I knew what rhabdo was. That was my first experience with true rhabdo and like a very serious degree of it too. Yes. So that lasted three weeks. Like I was drinking four, six, if not more liters of water a day to try and get like filter that through my system. I couldn't sit at work. I couldn't stand. I couldn't lay down. There was no comfortable position. Do you think you, in hindsight, do you think you should have gone to the hospital? I wasn't peeing Coca-Cola yet. But there were moments where we had considered it. I was thinking more like yeah. IVs to get like comfortable <laughs> yeah. fluids. Um, reason why I asked about your level one for those of you who don't know, that is like a big thing they cover in the level one and how to avoid giving your athletes rhabdo. So I feel like <laughs> if you had had your level one, you may not might not have opted for that. I don't know. Yeah. That was like a pure ego moment. Uh, yeah. Which is why I pay so much attention to it when we're teaching the movement yes. in class, because you know, there's a lot of people that can rip through regular sit-ups or weighted sit-ups or toast the bar or stuff. But when you have it, it's more of an exposure thing. And then once you have exposure, you have to build the capacity of the volume up. Yes. So just because you, just because you can, doesn't mean you should, right? Like that's cool. You can do a full range of GHD setup. Like, yeah. but if it's your first time, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Except when it was my first time. You let me do it. <laughs> she let me do 50 GHD sit-ups with her one time when it was my first time. I was fine. I had no repercussions of that. I don't always make the best coaching decisions. No, and you weren't coaching me at that time. We were just working out together. There you go. So, so you're on your own. I was brand new. What are you talking <laughs> about? I was like a, less than a year in. Yeah. Anyway. So how were your abs and your hip flexors and all that stuff feeling after that workout? I was wrecked. Like, and it was my legs most noticeably right away. Mm-hmm. Like my quads were smoked. And then I knew my favorite workout was coming up later. And I just was trying to do everything I could to recover, to recover, to get food in me, to yeah. mobilize. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You were mobilizing a lot. Pretty much like straight there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't stop. Cause we went for a walk, came back, you had a meeting, you were mobilizing. We had a meeting, you were mobilizing. <laughs> then you went straight into workout number three. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the best one. I don't know if our membership agrees with you on that one. Cause they did it the other day. 120 wall balls I and 120 calorie row. I disagree very much. Hey, these are right in my wheelhouse. These are my yeah. two favorite, like top five favorite movements, two of them. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in our membership when you post the question of which one are you? Yeah. That shocked that me. That one shocked I me too. I feel like we've talked about this a lot in class. That's I'm pretty I- sure I tell everybody in foundations when they do the wobble day, it's like wobbles are not for everyone. I hate wobbles. Taryn loves them. Like I, that's part of my spiel. So <laughs> shame on you guys for our remembering. <laughs> well, I said like you could tell who pays attention. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's very evident that you love Thrust, okay, so thrusters in general, which a wobble is essentially a thruster. And then rowing is like your jam. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pumped when I saw this one. When I saw it though, I didn't consider how I was going to feel from All everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And so it wasn't as fun as 
I wanted it to be or as I thought it was going to be definitely was a struggle. And I also like screwed up my own plan too when I started also. So you did like 30. Yeah, my plan. And I just had said it to Mark before we started. I was like, I'm going to do sets of 15 and I'm going to count to three as it drops. Like that was my plan because I just wanted to be consistent on the wall balls and know that I could send it on the row. No, walk out there and do 30. And my, and I was feeling good as I'm doing them, but it was the same thing as the JC. I was like, this is a bad idea. Why are you not stopping? <laughs> you just keep going. So then I drop the ball and I pick it up to go again. And I, I get to like six and my legs all of a sudden just fill with lactate. They're <laughs> like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe in like a month or two, you can redo that workout for the members. Fresh. Fresh. <laughs> Show them how it's really done. Or how you wanted it to really be done. It's meant to be done unbroken. Like those 120, that's just a mental grind to yeah. be done unbroken. Could you do 120 wall balls unbroken? The one time I did, my like my actual carrying time is 405. And I did it in like two or three sets. And that was probably purely strategic. Hmm. It's just mental. You need to be able just to calm your mind. And I think wall balls create a lot of panic for people. Yes. I but it's just a rhythm. Them. You just got to find the rhythm. It's like overhead squats. You just got to find the rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, again, I was talking in my commentary for this video about like, getting better at wall balls and like choosing that lighter wall ball to help establish that rhythm, to help establish that more positive mindset. So it's not this continuous, I'm choosing the 14 or the 20 and I can only do sets of five because it's now like destroying me. And then your mental like space changes because now you're getting super negative and that just doesn't serve any good. So like dropping that wall ball to a lighter one and ripping out some larger sets to build more confidence, to build that capacity. Like yep. that is a great approach. Again, like put your, e check your ego at the door and like take that time. You get more bang for your buck mm -hmm. with that approach. Mm -hmm. Just even as a, as a human being and physiologically speaking, you get mm -hmm. more from your workout when you focus mm -hmm. it like that yep. versus slugging away at a 20 pound wall ball just because you can. Yep. How many times we're gonna say yeah, that today? That's two. Count that ticker. Okay. That's two. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> check it down here. Um, okay, so that ended Friday night. Then you came back back in Saturday morning for a four rep max front squat. Oh. That is just yeah. I hate front squats. And then my legs were just mangled and at this part my or at this point my like soul on the inside is <laughs> taking a hit you know you're not like why am i doing this have a soul left. <laughs> starts to creep up a little bit higher you know like is all this pain actually really worth it i'm not gonna lie like i i was watching from the side because i had a pt and we planned it so that while you were going she was resting she'd go while you were resting so we could kind of walk at the same time um your technique wasn't too bad. It was, yeah. It was pretty good. I'm not a bad front squatter. No, just... but we had talked the day before about what that was going to make potentially <laughs> look like. So I was waiting for that. Um, but it wasn't too bad. Pretty good at Arnold shoulders. Yeah. But it's just not my favorite movement. I'm not very strong in that position. It, 
get, it's more of a confidence thing, I think, mm -hmm. too, for me. I've never had a very high front squat, mm -hmm. which means is also the same. Like my clean is not very high. Mm -hmm. um, just not a, my favorite position to be in. And I also like haven't hit a one rep max type of movement for a long time. And so again, too, just lacking some confidence in this and what that was actually going to look like. And then you couple that with how sore you actually are. Like that, I would say it's, that workout was probably like more mental than it was physical. You know, you're trying to convince yourself that to get under that bar and not only just once, but you got to do it four times. I think you know? like trusting your body to yeah. support you under that load too. Like yeah. when your front side and your back side are smoked. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, and like, and that's a very down. like midline stability oh, yeah. dominant you movement. Yeah. <laughs> you just did 200 GHC sit-ups. You got no labs left. So that was very hard. And, but you know, I appreciate it again too. Like everyone got in real close to me and mm -hmm. made my little corner back there pretty awesome. And I just kind of did my own thing. Like it was incredibly painful. Like every squat felt like it was 300 pounds, but I even like, I just, that too, I surpassed my expectations for myself too. Like I had 196 for four. Like I, and I did 205 for one. Cause I thought it was 195. I actually kind of didn't do the math do right. Which I also haven't hit a 200 pound front squat in a very long time too. I don't think so. And to be that sore and do 196 for four. Again, like I was pumped with my effort and what I was able to actually put out. Surprised me. Adrenaline though, yeah. you know? There was kind of some chatter amongst the members of like, why are, like, why is a front squat an event in this? Like, there's nothing fancy about it, right? Like it's just a four rep max front squat. So why do you think it was appropriate to be. Well, they're trying step. to test like all different domains of fitness, right? Mm -hmm. And like with strength being one of them, they want something that's like purely strength bias. And when you look at the history of the games workouts and even in regionals too, there's always been something that's been strength bias. Like, you know, in my regionals, we did hang snatches or one year I had full snatches. There's deadlifts, I think one year, but games like they did the CrossFit total last year. Yeah. So when I think like a more, a more, I'm going to say strict, as opposed to like a, a dynamic Olympic lifts yeah. stuff too. Like yeah. it's different. Yeah. Athletes different ways. You know, and you had the complex in the open mm -hmm. and that's an entirely yes. different approach than just go and hit a four rep max. Yeah. And then even too, you look at this is a four rep max versus a one rep max, yeah. which are two entirely different workouts and will have two different outputs also. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting sort of angle at it too. Yeah. No. I thought it was a good test. Like I thought it was just a neat one to throw in there. Did you see some of the numbers that some of the other people were no, putting I didn't. up? Like the men were putting up over 400 and there was a, a lady, I forget where she was from, did like 335 oh or God. something. 325 or maybe she didn't finish it off, but she got Three, 315 for sure. Three, yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Like I can even deadlift that. <laughs> Front squatting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Um, okay, so then it wrapped up Saturday evening with snatches and super tall burpee box jump. This is a time. great workout and a seven-minute time cap, nine-six-three rep scheme. Like I, I, from a programming perspective, yes. love this workout. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and again, too, you and I were talking about this beforehand, like. 135 pounds, not just for me at this given time, 
is like 90% of my one rep max at this given time. Yeah. You know, as were some of the more elite, this is like 65% for them. So yeah. yeah, they're going unbroken on this. And I have to like take every rep one at a time and make sure I've got all my technique dialed in because you don't want to waste a rep. That's a lot of effort for me to hit a 90% over and over again. So I was, I was kind of worried about it. Um, just, I knew it was going to be a slow grind. And honestly, I didn't think I was going to finish the nine. Like I thought the nine was going to take me a very long time and I would just finish the box jumps at the seven minute mark. But I, I got a little bit further than that. So I was, like a lot bit further than yeah. that. Like you did really well. Yeah. And let's talk about the box jumps because that was a 30 inch jump. Again, too, like something on a normal given day is no yeah. problem for me. Mm-hmm. And I've done yeah, that I've a lot too. Jump higher than that, and, right? and burpee box jump at that height, yeah. I have a lot of confidence in. But man, like when I <laughs> my warm up there and I fell on the yeah. on the practice rep, and then you're just like, shit, yeah. I gotta slow down. And so, you know, that part I wanted to move a lot quicker at because I, I was moving so slow with the snatches, but like you get up out of that burpee and it's not even like getting up out of the burpee. It's the moment when you go to load and when that force like transfers off the ground, your legs are like, no, <laughs> your legs feel like they weigh 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was barely clearing that box. And I mean, I saw the videos and stuff after I actually had a lot of height yeah, you did. clearing the box. Like they looked good. I assure you it did not feel that way. Yeah. We talked about that after. <laughs> so that was hard. That was a very hard seven minutes. But that was probably number, like the first workout, how I told you I had that moment. Mm-hmm. And then this one was like a probably more pivotal workout for me in regards to something like that. Yeah. I like that workout was hard. I, and the whole weekend was hard. And as I was getting warmed up for this, and even before that, I didn't want to leave the house. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I was like, I have nothing left in the tank. Yep. And I know that these people are coming. So that makes me at least drive to the gym. Yeah. And I get here and I am just so sore trying to mobilize, like do all these things. And I'm starting to get warmed up and this empty bar feels like a hundred pounds. And I walk over to you, you're by the, the plates. And I say to you, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I just don't have it in me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, we'll just postpone it tomorrow. No, I texted you that before you came. I was like, we'll just do it tomorrow. And, and there's like all these people sitting you're here. Like, yeah, people are coming. And I, I'm just, and like you said it to me, I was like, I can't just turn around and be like, okay, guys, we're just shutting this down and not doing it. Plus I would have been like so sore the next day. Yeah. And so you said that to me and I just happened to like look up and I looked over and our three, like three of our CrossFit teens kids were, they had stood up and they were relocating under my name placard against the wall to go and sit closer and sit together. And just that, like, like I'm thankful that I happened to turn my head at that given moment. Cause as soon as I saw the three of them, like stand up and moving like that right there was like why I needed to do this. Yeah. You know, it was it, like, yeah, all the members sitting there, but like here were these three kids that I know that they look up to me and, yeah. and want to do stuff like this in their life. And like, yeah. just in general, like this was a very, like, I didn't want to be doing this. There's so many other things I'd rather do. This is really hard and mm-hmm. you just have to persevere through it and remember why you're doing it. So that was, that was a big moment for me. Mm-hmm. So I got it up and knocked and it out. And you did well. Like I thought you did well. And then I finished the workout and I had to leave because I was like crying, like hyperventilating and crying. 
And I was, no way was I letting everybody see that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I gotta make sure nobody walks outside right now. Like, I would like to keep everybody in the gym because I knew exactly what was happening. Like, I knew you were having a moment. I was like, okay, so what do I do here? Thankfully, they all kind of congregated and stayed in the gym. And I was like, okay, good. Like, because I knew that's where you were. And what you were I was in. I was in pure hyperventilation mode. Like I could not, I couldn't breathe. I was just like sucking wind up against Mark's truck and just like full out crying. So like crying and hyperventilating is, I haven't had a moment like that in a lot of years. <laughs> and which I was thinking to myself as I was like trying to gasp for air. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I used to sit outside the sidewalk at the old, old gym in tears because of my workouts are being yeah. really hard or something. So it's been a while. Yeah, it was a tough weekend. It was, yeah. Mentally tough. Well, I'm physically tough, but like I'd probably say more so mentally. And I just, I'm not conditioned for that, you know? And that's part of how my training was all those years. It's like, you're not just conditioning yourself physically. You're also doing it mentally because that toll is so just, it's just a lot, you know? Well, I think we can look at it in terms of like recovery because that certainly... And isn't the same right like and when you were competing let's say like full-time if that was your thing like we and we've talked about this before like sleep was a big deal and yeah. nutrition was a big deal and stress management and like that looked completely different than it does now and you can clearly tell that it plays a huge role it definitely does and that stuff. too i've been out of practice just even yeah. recovery general principles yeah. like i've been out of practice of that yeah you know half the time i don't even warm up before i start my workout and like here I was having to like, thankfully my warm-up routine is always was like very ritual and routine yeah. for me. And I was able just to like pull it go out and right go it. right back into it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, I had a, had a glass of wine on Friday, right? <laughs> that was maybe my fault. Never would have done that before. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, no, definitely not. And that, that was probably also something and I was having this conversation with somebody the other morning in one of my classes that the nutrition aspect of it, of not just like the leading up to, but like being in the moment of that competition, you're not really taking in solid food. Like you right. are basically trying to maintain like as much calories as you can and, you know, make sure you're getting the right recovery type of food for the majority. It's like mashed up or liquid or like mm -hmm. soft. And I just don't enjoy how that makes me feel. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So we had a steak. Yeah, so we had a big steak <laughs> and a glass of wine. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. So overall feelings of the weekend? I had I had fun. I'm glad that I did it. Would you do it again? Um, yeah, probably. I I would do it because the members want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, they get excited for that and I maybe don't see it as enamoring as they do. Mm-hmm. But hey, if I can be a part of that with them and pull them into it and create mm -hmm. that excitement for them so that they get to see me in maybe a different light than they might normally and be a part of that, like, that's fine. I can do, like, I can do that and provide that for them. And, you know, I, I get what I need out of it and just create some fun for the weekend. Did you really get what you <laughs> more than you bargained for? Um, okay, so... Let's circle back because we talked about, you briefly mentioned intentional workouts and this is something you and I talked about. And I think it's something like worth talking about um, with regards to like intended stimulus and what a workout should look like. Because we, we did see you 
do that just because you can kind of thing because that's what was required of you. But when we would go to do it in like a class setting, we would change that so that we were reaching the intended stimulus. Yeah. I mean, take that handstand push-up workout, for example, because that yeah. was the very first like clear, I'm not going to do this as it's intended. Exactly. That workout was intended to be fast. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be done unbroken, mm -hmm. all aspects of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, three rounds of one portion was supposed to take you like two minutes or less type mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. And if I were to, if I would have joined in with the class when we had done it with the yeah. class, I would have approached it entirely different. Mm -hmm. I would have scaled this, the handstand pushups to something that would enable me to do 10 reps unbroken right. repeatedly. Like it was meant to be, yeah. um, you know, so that you could achieve the type of stimulus it was supposed to have. Yeah. Same thing with the snatch and the burpee box jump workout. I would knock that weight back to something that's more applicable to 65-70% for myself mm -hmm. so that I could maybe possibly go unbroken mm -hmm. and hit it at the type of speed that workout is meant to be. Mm -hmm. It's a different workout, you know? What I did compared to some of those guys doing it in two, three minutes, mm -hmm. those are two very different workouts. Well, like even knocking that box jump, so there's no hesitation, so it's yeah. like a quick down and up and over yeah. thing. Um, would you change anything on like the wall ball rowing one no. or just your approach? I, yeah, just my <laughs> approach. Yeah. And honestly, I, I would almost even change my approach on the greater side, you know, because had I, had I been doing it fresh, like if, again, too, mm -hmm. if I were yeah, to go we through this now, yeah. then I would still approach it with the same load, but I would just change my mental approach to it so that I could elicit the type of unbroken sets it's supposed to have, mm -hmm. you know? But I mean, fatigue played a huge factor in that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess it just comes back to, you know, and the same thing with the second one, like take the JHC for, for example. Yes. So there's one where I wouldn't scale the movement because I've been doing full range. Yeah. I just haven't been doing that volume. Well, so maybe it's like half the volume or a quarter of the volume because at yeah. most I've been doing sets of 15, yeah. you know, so it would look a little bit different for me in that respect too. Yeah. Would I have done six rope climbs? No, because those rope climbs were meant to even be all the way up, slide down, touch the ground, go right back up yeah. too. Not slide down, take walk around five minutes like I was. And then hit <laughs> well, your judge <laughs> ask yeah. twice how many more you have to do? Because I'm pretty sure you did that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I guess that goes back to CrossFit as a sport, which is what you were doing that weekend and CrossFit for health and well-being and being the best best version of yourself. Like very, very different. Yeah. Which is what we practice in Every our classes, day. which is fantastic. And, and I, I hope that weekend and even this podcast kind of sheds light on that, like how it looks so very different when you're doing it as a sport and what that workout should be and what it should look like versus what we do in class. Yeah. And what it needs to be for you. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Any other comments about the weekend? Aha moments? Um, not really. I just, I think me personally, I appreciated the, the opportunity to tap into that like competitive mode of mine. You know, it's been a little bit dormant for the last like year and a half mm -hmm. while I haven't been refereeing because that's mm -hmm. where I get to shine that there. But I think just like, oh yeah. In our online competition together, do you make that shot? It's just like remembering that like, oh yeah, I do have this side to me and right. 
it has its places and times where I can bring it out. And it felt good to know that I still have that ability to use it. And probably more so that like, I, I enjoyed what I was doing while I was doing it, you know, that this, although I don't compete anymore and it, it had left a sour taste in my mouth for a very long time that I now can enjoy it on more of a fun kind of like on your terms right? yeah exactly if we look like to next year and let's say they do this exactly the same way next year because who knows they could change it again um would you do anything differently kind of leading up to the open leading up to quarterfinals are you going to change anything no no because i went into all of it with no expectations I just wanted to have fun. I wanted to enjoy the open with everyone else. And I did. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to, and when I actually, like, I didn't even know that this existed because yeah. I hadn't been paying attention and I didn't know what the qualification standards were. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been paying attention. So it was a complete surprise to me when I got the email in my inbox and I was like, like no hesitation. I was like, all right, let's do it. This will be fun. Yeah. And, and it was, so would I prepare for it? No, not my dream. <laughs> yeah, you've said that a few times <laughs> but I'm glad that I can say that though you know right I'm not trying to hold on to it for something that's not what I want anymore mm-hmm. so it's okay we all grow in yeah our life ebbs and flows as I say mm-hmm. cool <laughs> there quarterfinals all right well hopefully our listeners got a little bit of insight into what that weekend might have looked like for me and like everybody involved too yeah no it was good there was a lot of moving pieces yeah if you have any questions man i love talking about this stuff so if you have any questions please feel free to reach out you follow all of our socials or if you don't you can find us on the links in the the show notes um yeah i love talking about this stuff so i'm glad we could do a little podcast on it cool episode 39 quarterfinals (laughs) 